We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today is Thursday, March the 10th, 2022, and it's a great day to have a day here on the Spurs Up show, the best Gamecocks podcast on the internet. On today's show, I break down this weekend series as the number one ranked team in all of college baseball comes to town as South Carolina takes on the Texas Longhorns in a three-game set at Founders Park. Guys, I'll break down the series in its entirety. First things first, we'll talk Longhorns, their pitching, their hitting. Also, of course, South Carolina, what they're facing in the rotation, what to watch for, key player of the weekend, and I'll lock in my prediction as well. Also, guys, it is game day as Gamecocks basketball begins play in the SEC tournament down in Tampa, Florida. Guys, we'll break down the game tonight against Mississippi State in its entirety. First things first, we'll talk the Bulldogs, top storylines, MSU players watch for, keys to the game, and I will lock in my prediction for that game as well. Guys, we've got a packed show for you here on this Thursday, and of course, as always, it's brought to you by the Spurs Up Show Store. TSUS.store, that's TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Everything you need from t-shirts, tank tops, hoodies, long sleeves, pullovers, koozies, stickers, flags, you name it, we got it. Again, everything that you need to get right in regards to merchandise, check it out. TSUS.store. That's TSUS.store, the best Gamecocks merchandise on the internet. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. I'm Chris Phillips, your host of the Spurs Up Show. As always, we have got a lot to get into here on this Thursday as we're talking yard cocks, we're talking court cocks, a ton to discuss. And again, appreciate you all tuning in. Thank you all so much for your love and support. And that's where I want to start, by the way, guys. A major thank you from yours truly as we sit here as just a little bit ago, we surpassed 20,000 followers on Twitter, and I cannot tell you how grateful I am, how thankful I am for your love and support, guys. 
I'll never forget when we first started this thing way back in January 2017. And it took us an entire year, January 2018, to surpass 1,000 followers on Twitter. And I'll never forget the feeling, how excited I was, how grateful I was. And I remember celebrating with a bottle of champagne. It was that big of a deal at that moment. And so to think and keep in perspective that moment and think of where we are now surpassing 20,000 followers here on this Thursday, March the 10th, 2022, it is absolutely incredible. And again, guys, I want to say thank you so much. I want you all to know I do not take you all for granted, man. I, I, I'm so grateful. I'm so eternally grateful. Without you guys, TSUS wouldn't be what it is currently, what it's becoming. TSUS to the freaking moon. So, again, thank you all so much. 20,000 followers on Twitter, and this is just the beginning. But, again, I wanted to take a moment to say thank you so much. And I know we have um, you know some interesting times on Twitter. Twitter can be a very interesting place. But it has become such a valuable platform for us, such a major, major part of the business. And it is the platform in which I started the business on. So again, thank you guys so much, sincerely, for, for rocking with all the commentary, all the banter. Of course, the beauty is in the banter. And I truly do appreciate you guys, man, showing love on that platform and all the other platforms as well. And here on the podcast as well, the Daily Crow, all throughout with all of our content. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I cannot say it enough. Guys, with that being said, hey, let's go ahead and dive into everything because we got a lot to discuss. And we're going to start on the diamond. As South Carolina welcomes the number one team in all of college baseball to Founders Park this weekend for a three-game set. The Texas Longhorns come calling Friday at 7 o'clock, Saturday at 4, and Sunday at 1.30. The Friday game is on SEC Network Plus. Saturday, the game is actually on SEC Network, the big channel, and then Sunday yet again on SEC Network Plus. So, again, anytime you're taking on the number one team in the country, it is a very, very big deal, and South kind of will look to snap their four-game losing streak against the best team, at least ranking-wise, in all of college Baseball, of course, guys, Texas of the Big 12, their head coach is David Pierce. Texas, thus far in the year, they have been dominant, 12-1. and Their only loss coming to the UCLA Bruins this past Sunday. Um, as I'm recording this, Texas is actually playing a game on Wednesday night. So, again, I would most likely assume they are going to be 13-1 and after defeating Texas State. But either way, um, one of the best ball clubs and certainly the top-ranked ball club in all of college baseball. And really, for them, it starts – on the mound, guys, they have been incredible. A 1.54 team ERA. And you look at their schedule and what they have done this year. Gave up three runs on opening weekend to Rice. Then the following weekend, they took on Alabama. Of course, an SEC team gave up just one run in three games. So their weekend pitching, their weekend rotation has been incredible. They just played in the Shriners Hospital for Children Collegiate Classic, excuse me, down in Houston, Texas. They faced Tennessee, LSU, and UCLA. So, again, some very stiff competition. They won two of those three games, beating both SEC foes by scores of 7-2 against Tennessee and 6-1 to against LSU, and then falling in that Sunday game 5-1 to to UCLA. So, again, guys, on the bump, they've been incredible. And, of course, it's led by this weekend rotation. you got to start on Friday. With the ace, the lefty, Pete Hansen, 2-0 with a 0.53 ERA. You then move to Saturday, right-handed pitcher Tristan Stevens, 
3-0 and with a 0 ERA. And then on Sunday, running pitcher Tanner Witt, 2-0 and with a 1.64 ERA. So again, guys, those ERAs jump out at you. They've been incredible that weekend rotation. I mean, you got really three pro arms for Texas. And I would imagine a few of those guys are probably going to be big leaguers here in a few years. So the Gamecocks have got their work cut out for them in regards to attacking this Texas rotation. Uh, they haven't swung it half bad either, hitting 288 on the year. You look at players to watch for, you got to start with infielder Murphy Steely, 417 average, one home run, and six RBI, leading the Longhorns in average. You didn't look at outfielder Eric Kennedy, hitting 381 with five ribbies. And then, of course, infielder Ivan Melendez, hitting 298, leading the team in homers with four and 19 RBI. And, guys, I would say this, too. I wonder if Texas might not be even more dangerous at Founders Park because you think of the park they play in. I mean, South kind of went there a season ago, and it is not a hitter's park, and that is putting it kindly. So, again, how does South kind of handle a struggling pitching staff, by the way, for South kind of how do they handle that Texas lineup that, again, one through nine is as good as it gets in all of college baseball. Now, you look at South Carolina, and we talked about Texas's weekend rotation and what you've got to face and what you've got to go up against. Well, guys, I would imagine South Carolina is going to be Will Sanders, TBA, TBA again. Because who's stepping up? Who's going to be the dude? Julian Bosnick's not, not going to be back. Julian Bosnick, as far as we know, hasn't even started throwing a baseball. So you're going to be leaning on Will Sanders tomorrow night and then Saturday, Sunday. Somebody's going to have to step up. You're going to have to piece it together to have any chance in this series. And, guys, as we move into what to watch for, we really got to start here. Listen, I understand who you're facing this weekend. I understand the gauntlet that it is with Texas, then Tennessee, then Vandy. I mean, then you just dive into SEC play, and nothing gets easier from here on out. But you've lost four in a row, got swept by your arch rival, and suffered an embarrassing, embarrassing loss on Tuesday night against the Xavier Musketeers. My question is this simply, where, where does the season go from here? Where does it go? Because on one hand, I know many of you are ready to throw in the towel, fire Mark Kingston, start anew, let Scott Wingo be the interim the entire rest of the way out. But here's the reality, guys. We can kick and scream and bitch and moan, but you know what? We're only 12 games in this thing. We're only 12 games in this season. And so there is a lot of baseball left. And that's not me sitting here trying to tell you all that this isn't going to be a disappointing year. That's not me sitting here trying to tell you all that you shouldn't be critical of Mark Kingston because you should. This is South Carolina baseball. There are standards to uphold. You absolutely should. But the season by no means is over as of right now, right? You've got three tough weekends upcoming. Well, I could argue you've got three great opportunities. The number one team in the country, the next weekend you're going to take on the number one offense in college baseball. And the following weekend, of course, you take on Vandy. And, and we all know about Vandy. So where does the season go from here? Because these next three weekends will define what's to come of this season. These next three weekends will just define if there's any hope, any chance you can turn this thing around. And after the losing streak and looking the way you did against Xavier, do we see more of the same? Do we see a ball club that is beaten, defeated? Or do we see a team that, is resilient, and who knows, maybe can shock college baseball this weekend and find a way to get a couple of W's. Another thing I'm watching for, guys, of course, you got to mention Sanders versus Hanson, that Friday night matchup. I mean, it's going to be one of the best across college baseball. We saw what Will did against Clemson, 14 strikeouts, and I would expect, you know, even if this is a rough season, guys, 
Will Sanders is going to give you a chance every time he takes the bump. I mean, bottom line, he's going to give you a chance to win every single time he takes the bump. And Hanson, certainly one of the best in college baseball from the left side, um, 2-0 and with a .53 ERA, like I mentioned. So watching those two guys, and I'll tell you this, guys, no matter what happens this weekend, I'm actually really excited to just get a look at Texas. I'm excited to watch Texas play because, again, they might be the best team in college baseball. They might be the eventual national champions. So, you know, how can you not be excited about getting to go to the yard and watch your team take on the number one team in the country? You know what I mean? How can you not be excited about that? So Sanders versus Hanson tomorrow night, going to be an absolutely electric matchup and one I cannot wait to take in. Guys, something else I'm watching for, speaking of pitching, how does South kind of solve its bullpen woes? Is there really even a solution? That's my question. Is there a solution? Because we are now 12 games through this season, and I don't know who I trust to hand the baseball to. I, I really don't have any clue. I, I don't know. I don't know who I hand it off to first. I don't really know who I hand it off to to close a game, although I'd say Michael Braswell is probably, you know, your, your leader in the clubhouse there. But especially speaking on Saturday, Sunday, I don't know who you turn to. So is there a solution for the bullpen? Well, you know, guys, I talked about coming in the season. That was one of my greatest concerns, that you were depending on a lot of guys that, you know, hadn't pitched a whole lot of innings or, you know, hadn't really been contributors for you the past couple of years. So is there a solution? to the bullpen woes. Is there a way to solve this problem? Or is this something where you're going to have to ride it out and just try all your might to out-hit people on the weekends? Guys, something else I'm looking for, at, at the plate, at the dish, swinging it. I don't know if our goal is to be the, the, the set the record for college baseball for runners left on base, but damn it, if it is, we're doing a really, really good job because, I mean, it just feels like inning after inning after inning after inning inning we're leaving guys on the base pass inning after inning and I'll tell you what to beat a number one team or to even have a chance you just simply can't do it the amount of times we have already let pitchers off the hook this season is staggering it, it, it is staggering it's scary I mean teams just beg us to break open games they beg us to have big innings and we just refuse to oblige for whatever reason runners on base Productive at bats, driving in runners that are in scoring position. I mean, it, it's got to be a primary focus. It has to be. Because I, I don't think we've swung it terribly, but we just can't get guys in when they get on. So, runners left on base. This has been an issue. Does it continue? Because if it does, you don't have a chance this weekend. And, guys, the final thing that I'm watching for, the final thing I'm looking for, and this may be the most important, but I think we can all agree that the demeanor and the approach going in that game against Xavier was not where it needed to be. I, I don't think the focus level was where it needed to be. And I, I tread lightly, and I'm very careful when discussing things like that because, you know, guys, we're not in the clubhouse. We're not in the locker room. We're not even in the dugout. You know, we, we don't know what's being said amongst the guys. So I don't want to question their want to. I don't want to question their... Their, their toughness, their energy, their emotion, their investment in this thing, right? They're the ones out there putting in the work and showing up every day and going to play. But what is the overall demeanor? Because on one hand, you can show up scared and intimidated and, oh, woe is me, hang your head. We've lost four in a row. We got no chance against big, bad Texas. Or, or you can play with nothing to lose. Because guess what? 
nobody is expecting you to win. Nobody. Nobody's really even expecting you to win a game. So I ask you this, what do you have to lose? I want to see a team come out. You know, all the chatter this week also. All the chatter, which well-deserved, but all the chatter this week around Mark Kingston, this program, where it's going under his leadership. You know, guys respecting the tradition, the great history of South Carolina baseball. And these guys all hear it. They, they hear it all. They can't say they don't. They hear it all. Somebody's got to step up and prove a point. Somebody's got to show something to this fan base. Whether it be Kingston, whether it be Wingo, whether it be Parker, whether it be those specific players, somebody's got to step up and show something that gives give the people a sign of life that this season and this program isn't headed down the tube under Mark Kingston's leadership. You can do that. You can make waves in a weekend like this against Texas. But it's got to start here. It has to start here, man. Because if you go out there, I don't care who you're playing. I don't care if they're the number one team in the country. If you go out there and get embarrassed three days in a row, you go out there and get embarrassed on your home field. And I would argue, guys, it's already embarrassing that you're coming into any series on your home field saying, well, you know, if we just win a game, that would be a great weekend for us. That should never, never be the case at South Carolina. It should never be the case for Gamecocks baseball to say, well, as long as we don't get swept, we had a good weekend. No, we sweep people. We win series. It will never be the acceptable standard to say, well, you know, they're just really good, and we just hope we don't get swept. So what is the approach? What's the demeanor coming into a massive, massive weekend against the number one team in college baseball? Guys, let's move into our key player of the weekend. The guy that I'm looking at and leaning on the most and he's been incredible. He's been electric for South Carolina, really the most fun part of this baseball team to watch, I could argue. And I'm looking at infielder and right-handed pitcher, Michael Braswell. Now, you're going to notice I mentioned him at both. I mentioned him at both. Because, number one, I think he needs to continue to be a spark plug for you. Absolutely. He's been incredible swinging the stick. He's been incredible in the field. And he's been the one thing I think keeping fans really interested and intrigued in this season thus far. Now, I mentioned him as a pitcher as well because I, I think the key to success and really key to victory tomorrow night is some combination of Will Sanders and Michael Braswell. Some combination of those two guys. Guys, it, it, it's so evident right now who your closer is. It's so evident who your closer is. It's Michael Braswell. He's got the moxie. He's got the swagger. He's got everything you look for in that type of pitcher. So I hand the baseball to him at the end when the game is in doubt. And I would imagine, at least I would like to think, that Michael Braswell will get the baseball in a high-pressure situation. So you're going to need him to be on his A game. And, of course, again, I think he needs to continue to be that spark plug for you. He needs to continue to play the type of baseball he's been playing over the first couple of weeks. So, again, my key player of this weekend series against Texas, the freshman, the star phenom freshman, I should say, Michael Braswell, which leads me into my prediction as South Carolina takes on the Texas Longhorns, again, the number one team in the country. And I'll tell you guys this first things first. I know many of you are dreading this weekend. I'm looking forward to it. 
I'm looking forward to it. As someone that's a fan of college baseball, I mean, I love Gamecocks baseball, but as someone who's a fan of college baseball, I'm looking forward to seeing Texas in person. I can't wait for this series. I can't wait. And if you're a Gamecocks player, how could you not be excited for this series? I mean, it's South Carolina, Texas. It's got the history of Omaha, these two teams facing each other in 2002. And before the season, we were thinking, you know, you went to their place last year, got swept. We owe them some payback. But now, because of your recent performances, your injuries, but the way just you've played, forget the injuries, the way you've played, most are, you know, fearing this series more than anything, not looking forward to this series the way that we all would have hoped, right? And that's certainly bound to happen after you get swept by your rival and lose to Xavier in embarrassing fashion in the midweek. Will Sanders will give you a chance to win Friday night. He will give you a chance to win tomorrow. I, I fully 110% believe that. I, I really believe that Will Sanders is, is special. I think he's going to have a fantastic year. And I think he'll pitch his butt off each and every single Friday. What do you do the rest of the weekend? That's what it comes down to. What do you do the rest of the weekend? Can you swing it well enough against arguably the best pitching staff in college baseball? Can you, you know, if, if the trio of Hanson, Stevens, and Witt, the, the starting rotation for Texas, if you get in a position with them, or maybe, maybe, they, maybe they start walking you, they hit a batter. They're giving you opportunities. Can you take advantage of it? Can you take advantage of it when a team basically says, hey, it's here for the taking? And then your bullpen. I, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know where and who it comes from in the bullpen. Um, you know, I liked Noah Hall in the preseason. I liked Michael Esposito in the preseason. You know, there were a few other guys, but, but we knew and I knew. I knew coming in that the bullpen was a major, major question mark. But I thought you'd have enough pieces to piece it together because you're south on a baseball. That's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to win anyway. There are no excuses here. You win anyway. But with that being said, guys, the expectation, by the way, should be to win the series. We're south on a baseball. You should never come into a weekend saying, oh, it'll be good enough. We just win one game. To hell with that. Hell no. The expectation always should be and always will be to win a damn series, no matter who you play. But unfortunately, this weekend, you are facing the best team right now in all of college baseball, the most dominant pitching staff in college baseball. And, and I just don't know what answers you're going to have for Texas. I mean, you might score a combined three runs all weekend. I, and I'm not joking. Yeah, I'm not joking. On the bump again, I, Will Sanders will give you a chance, but will he get the run support he needs? Because Texas does have a talented lineup. So you might have to win three to two tomorrow night. Can you do it? I don't know. I don't know. So with that being said, guys, I just show me. I need this team to show me. They got to show me, man. They got to show me. I gave this group the benefit of the doubt coming in the season. I've given this group the benefit of the doubt for the majority of the start of the season. I'm not doing it this weekend against the number one team in college baseball. I'm picking Texas, and I'm picking the Longhorns to sweep at Founders Park this weekend. I think Texas takes all three games. I think South Carolina team right now is just – they're just looking for themselves – there's turmoil around the program as we speak, and Texas is on a completely different level. And guess what, guys? They're not going to come in feeling sorry for you. They're going to come in wanting to stomp you all three games uh, to make a point. You know, for them, I'm sure they look at it as, hey, we can go beat an SEC team on their field. We can beat an SEC team on their field. 
and make that type of statement, the Longhorns will be motivated, fired up. And again, with that being said, I do believe Texas gets the sweep. And I think the Gamecocks uh, are left just soul searching yet again uh, next week as they go into a midweek game against Gardner Webb. So, again, guys, that's going to do it for my Texas series breakdown. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts, your prediction, your key play over the weekend, what you're looking for, uh, anything you're excited about, all that good stuff. Guys, all right, let's move to the hardwood. We're talking court cocks. Before we do, though, I want to tell you about the best real estate agent and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area because the Spurs Up show is proudly brought to you by Marissa Kennedy, realtor and founding member of the Patrick O'Connor team with Coldwell Banker. Like I said, guys, they are the best, and the numbers prove it. The team helped over 250 families last year. They work with both buyers and sellers in Columbia and the surrounding areas. They actually just dropped a listing yesterday for Lexington, South Carolina. So again, all around Columbia they work with. They do premium advertising to sell your home faster, high-quality pictures and video. In 2021, they sold homes for, on average, 5.4% more than the competition. So guys, right now, we're in a seller's market. But she's able to get buyers under contract in new homes by being available to show homes as soon as they hit the market, collaborating with listing agents to write offers that meet the needs and wants of the sellers, and keeping up clear communication throughout the entire process to ensure that they make it to the closing table without a hitch. Again, guys, if you are looking for the best real estate agent and the best real estate team in the local Columbia area, be sure to give Marissa a call, 803-406-1800. Again, that's 803 803- 406-1800. And also go like them on Facebook to keep up with all the latest listings that drop Marissa Kennedy Realtor. That's at Marissa Kennedy Realtor on Facebook. And again, guys, be sure to stay tuned because we're sharing Marissa's listings on Instagram, Facebook as well, all over social media. And again, guys, we appreciate Marissa Kennedy and her support of the Spurs Up show. So again, be sure to go check them out. With that being said, let's dive into the game tonight. Gamecocks taking on Mississippi State on the hardwood in Tampa, Florida, as South kind of begins playing the SEC tournament down in Tampa at Amelie Arena. Six o'clock tip-off on the SEC Network. When you look at the series history, Mississippi State does lead 21-16. to Of course, South kind of won the last matchup just a couple of weeks ago, winning the game 66-56. to And the two teams met prior about a couple months ago, South kind of losing on Mississippi State's home floor by 14 points or so. So again, Mississippi State has won one. South Carolina has won one. What does that mean for this game? Let's dive into it. State right now sitting at 17 and 14, 8 and 10 in the conference. Their head coach, Ben Howland, and of course, State averaging 71.2 points per game, holding their opponents to 66.7 points per game. And of course, guys, when we dive into top storylines, where we have to start is just simply the SEC tournament, man. The SEC tournament is back. And here's what I'm most intrigued about. And this takes me almost to my next point. But, you know, with tournament play beginning, How does the tournament benefit, if at all, the top teams? And that goes across any sport. That is something that's always talked about, you know, when these tournaments begin, that these tournaments really serve more so for a team like South Carolina, who's trying to play themselves into the postseason, play themselves into the NCAA tournament. But I think what's most intriguing, or one of the most intriguing things is this. You just look at this South kind of Mississippi State matchup, and maybe it's stating the obvious. But I feel like home court advantage played a major, major role in the conference this year, right? State taking care of business against South Carolina at their place. We took care of them at our place. How does the alternate site affect these teams, not just South Carolina and State, but all across the SEC, right? I mean, you look at a team like Auburn that couldn't lose at home. Do they all of a sudden struggle 
being on a neutral site. How did the Gamecocks and Bulldogs, again, you take away that home court advantage. You take away that home court advantage. You take away that home court momentum. And if you were at any games this year, especially down the stretch, you can attest to that it helped this team. It helped South Carolina greatly. It helped South Carolina greatly when they were at home. So, as SEC tournament play begins, we got, a, we got our eyes on a lot of different things. But for me, I think I'm just most intrigued with, again, the alternate site. Does it affect teams positively or negatively? Or does it even matter, for that matter? Uh, guys, in the big storyline, I kind of just touched on it, but postseason hopes being on the line. Does that change anything with the approach, the intensity, the way that Frank Martin attacks this thing, the way that he strategizes? Do we see him be a little bit more aggressive? Um, does he change his coaching style at all? And the same thing goes for State, which this interesting th – th this matchup, guys, is so interesting because State, their record isn't really better. They got, yeah, they've actually got a worse record, right? You're the higher seed. But South kind of sits way below State in the net rankings. So both teams really need this win for their postseason hopes. But that's what makes tournament play exciting for teams like this is just everything truly being on the line for both sides. Um, now, the storyline for me, guys, this is going to sound kind of weird, so forgive me. But in a weird way, do you also have or almost have momentum from the loss against Auburn at their place? Do you almost have momentum in that loss? Because of the way you played, you know, I thought South kind of battled. I mean, certainly you don't take any, you know, any, any solace in a moral victory, but are you able to draw positives and again, draw some sort of momentum coming in this game where you feel like, Hey, like we went toe to toe with one of the best in the SC or the best team literally in the conference. Can we carry that over into Mississippi state, a team that last time we saw them, we beat them. So are you able to find some way, somehow some momentum from that game? And then, guys, my final storyline is this. Just the, the veteran pieces, Jermaine Kusnar, Keyshawn Bryant, Eric Stevenson, James Reese, what are you getting out of these guys? Shoot or shoot, shoot or shoot. Do your shooters show up? Again, when South Gun out shoots their opponent, they win. They win, bottom line. And, again, that might be stating the obvious, but when the Gamecocks outshoot their opponent, they win. They win. So, you know, what do those guys do for you? What do your shooters do in this game? You know, it, it, it will be paramount. It will be pivotal that those guys play solid basketball for you. Guys, just having a Bulldogs players to watch for, you got to start a course. Ivers and Molinar, uh, a dude that's one of the best in the SEC, 17.8 points per game, 3.1 rebounds per game, and a dude that in that first matchup absolutely torched South Carolina. You then look at Tolu Smith, 13.8 points per game and 6.2 rebounds per game. And then Garrison Brooks, 10.5 points per game and 6.7 rebounds per game. And guys, when you look at the keys to the game, what must South going to do to get a win in this one? First things first, you got to slow down Iverson Molinar, uh, one of the best scorers in the league. You cannot let him go wild. State's got enough playmakers where if you let him get in a the groove, they start moving the basketball around. It's going to be really tough for you defensively. And I think South Carolina's got to play one of those classic Frank Martin defensive games to have a chance in this one. So again, slow down Iverson Molinar. Major, major key in this game. Second key to the game, guys, is this. I just mentioned Coos Key, Stevie Reese, you got to lean on your veterans, man. If, if you're going to make a run in Tampa, those dudes have got to play their best basketball. B bottom line, I, I just don't see a scenario in which you're going to win two or three in a row without those guys all getting hot. So lean on your veteran pieces. And then my final key, guys, is this. Hey, you pretty much know at this point, to go to the NCAA tournament, go to the big dance, you pretty much got to win the whole thing, or at least I'd probably say make the title game. So be the aggressor. I mean, play literally with nothing to lose. What do you have to lose in this one? Be the aggressor. 
dictate the tempo of this game. I thought that's something South Carolina did very well the last time they took on Mississippi State. So, again, my three keys, guys, slow down Molinar, lean on your veterans, and be the aggressor, which leads me into my prediction for this one. As South Carolina takes on Mississippi State to begin SEC tournament play. Again, tip-off, guys, tonight at 6 o'clock, airing on SEC Network. And, again, what's so intriguing to me is this. you got a pair of teams that have split. South kind of losing by double digits in the first matchup and then winning by double digits in the second matchup. So, this third game against each other, what adjustments are made by both sides? I think the chess match between Martin and Howland is going to be so much fun to watch. I think this game is going to be a classic, guys. I really do. These are two teams that are extremely familiar with one another. They know what makes each other tick. They know what <laughs> makes each other work. You know what I mean? They know how to stop one another. Um, the question will just come down to simply who executes better, who doesn't make the dumb mistakes, who doesn't turn the basketball over, and who gets hot, right? Who gets hot? And South Carolina guys, as we all know, fighting for their postseason lives, losing two of the last three to close out the regular season. Um, you know, State, they need to get on a roll as well. They need to get on a roll as well. You look at their schedule. Um, they're coming in after, let's see, losing their last two and two of their last – and three of the last four, by the way, losing to the Gamecocks, then beating Vandy, but then losing to Auburn and Texas A&M. Really close games, by the way, one in overtime and then one by three points to A&M. So they need to get something positive going as well. Again, I expect this game to be a classic. I think it's a really close back-and-forth game. I think these teams are actually fairly evenly matched. But at the end of the day, guys, I, I just think on a neutral site, I think on a neutral site, I do tend to think Mississippi State's got a little bit more than South Carolina. Guys, I'll be totally honest with you. This is a coin flip game for me. I mean, I really don't know. I'll be so curious to see what Vegas thinks of it. But I'm going to say right now it's a coin flip game, and I've got to lean Bulldogs in this one. So with that being said, give me Mississippi State 74, South Carolina 70. Again, I, I think it's a really close back-and-forth game but I do think that state's, State finds a way to eke out a victory. So, again, lock me in. Bulldogs 74, Gamecock 70, as South Carolina's officially is eliminated from the SEC tournament and will await their postseason destination and see what their postseason hopes may have in store. So, guys, hey, I would love to hear from you. Your thoughts on that. What's your prediction? What's your keys to the game? What are you most looking forward to? in the SEC tournament game tonight as the Gamecocks take on the Bulldogs. And, of course, guys, your full thoughts on the Texas series and what you're most looking forward to from the weekend. But, guys, hey, that's going to do it all for me. Appreciate you all tuning in. Have a great rest of your Thursday, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.
The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.